0: G'day and welcome to Adventures on the Road. I'm Shane, your host. In our magazine-style podcast, we will have various segments including In the Spotlight, featuring regions, towns, events or somewhere to stay. In Cook Up, you will hear some great recipes and tips for cooking on the road. And What's New, which can be about, well, anything that's new or different. We will also have a main topic in each episode where you will hear about experiences not to be missed or some detailed information on events, places or attractions to visit. So come with us on Adventures on the Road. First up, let's talk to Greg Donovan from the Big Red Bash held in July in far western Queensland near the iconic town of Birdsville. G'day Greg, how you going? Yeah, good, Shane. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good.
1: So another year for the Bash. Yeah, another year. We're into our uh, seventh year this year, so it gets gets better every year. Okay, so tell me a little Mm. bit about how it started. Well, it actually started back in uh, 2013, which is six years ago, but seventh event. Um, It really just started, didn't start out to become a big music festival. We started out by John Williamson come and play a a solo set on top of the Big Red June. Uh, and we did that as part of a, a running event we established out in the Simpson desert called the Big Red Run. So it was really just to celebrate the start of that new um, desert running event, the first of its type in Australia. And uh, word got out that John Williamson was playing on the Big Red Jurn and a few people wanted to come along. So we thought, oh, I'll sell some tickets and had a few hundred people uh, rock up and yeah, so that's that's it. So from those really small, sort of humble beginnings, it's just grown and grown every year. And uh, you know, last year with uh, John Farnham headlining, we had uh, around about nine thousand people, and uh, we're expecting a sort of a similar sized crowd this year with uh, with Midnight All headlining. It's their only um, Midnight All's only major show in Australia for for 2019. In fact, they haven't played any shows in Australia since their uh, great, uh, great Circle Tour finished back in 2017. So it's a real privilege to be able to bring um, what is uh, one of Australia's most iconic bands uh, to the Outback to play in front of the Big Red Dune.
0: Oh, I, I, I can't imagine anybody better to be, be performing on the, on the Big Red Sand Dune, Midnight Oil. Wow, that's sensational. So who else have we got coming up?
1: Well, for this year, we've got, well, we've got a heap. We've got uh, The Living End. We've got uh, Casey Chambers, uh, The Shantuzis. uh We've got Richard Clapton, 1927, Busby Maru. Uh, did I say Wendy Matthews? We've got Mark Gable from The Choir Boys, still Kilby from The Church. We've got the Eurogliders, Chocolate Starfish, Dale uh, Ryder from Boom Crash Opera, Mark Williams, Dragon. Um, Bjorn Again's. Uh, Neil Murray Steve Balby from Noise Works so yeah look it's a it's a huge lineup but, uh yeah look we've got a fantastic lineup of great Australian talent who's going to uh, play, play in the big red June for for 3 days and nights
0: and that backdrop of the big big red red the sand dune is is quite amazing isn't it
1: yeah yeah so yep yeah, it's uh it's amazing i think it's probably the one of the most spectacular stage backdrops uh, natural stage backdrops you're, you're ever likely to see uh, and it's spectacular by day. You know, you've got kids boogie boarding up and down the dune, which you can see when you're watching the concert. And then at night, um, you know, when, when it falls dark, we've got the lights and lasers uh, going on the dune behind the stage. So it's a really um, it's a fantastic backdrop for a stage.
0: The sun would be setting over the back of the sand dune as well, wouldn't
1: it? Yes, yep, that's right. The sun sets directly behind the sound at about 6 o'clock or just after 6 p.m., which makes a really great, uh, you know, great setting, you know, having that sunset behind the artists and, uh, you know, usually we've got our headline artists coming along, uh, coming on, you know, at sunset and into the night, so it's going to be fantastic. And this year we've uh, even uh, organised for the full full moon to rise uh, in the middle of midnight all set. We've got a full moon rising up above the dunes, so <laughs>
0: can't get much better than that. Geez, you, you certainly there how to turn on a good show and organise all the right... Uh Aesthetics as well, don't you agree? Oh, yeah. Well, that,
1: that <laughs> took that took a bit of organising the moon stuff. They're really, uh, they're not very flexible. Those people who organise when the moon comes up and goes down. <laughs> okay, so.
0: Usually what time does the entertainment uh, start of the concert start of an afternoon?
1: Uh, Usually we sort of kick off sort of early afternoon, sort of around one o'clock, you know, one o'clock or thereabouts, and um, we go, we don't go too late late at night, we sort of tend to go to about sort of eight o'clock or eight thirty, it does get cold at night and people... uh, like to get back to the campfires and sit around the fire and you know have a have a drink and have a chat and all that before they head to bed you know we think sort of seven hours of great music a day is plenty and people are content with that and happy to head back to their back to their camps it's a real family friendly event we've got uh, you know hundreds of families you know i think we'll have probably six or seven hundred families and fifteen sixteen hundred uh kids this year so you know it's a really really good thing and uh, pe- people do like to keep their hours uh, respectable yeah
0: so it's obviously focused on the family things to do for for the kids during the day, is it?
1: Oh yeah, we, we've uh, got plenty of stuff going on uh, during the day. I mean, the kids can obviously go to the Big Red June and do a bit of June surfing and a bit of fun like that. Or we've got, uh, you know, we've got a beach volleyball set on top of Big Red. There's camel rides. Um, there's kids shows in the main plaza. You know, this year we're going to have uh, special. Uh, classes or special sessions for kids to paint dunny doors and uh, we've got a whole bunch of eco toilets spread throughout the event and uh you know we're wanting uh, people to put their own artistic touch on the door so we're having a bit of dunny door painting um look, there's all sorts of stuff going on there's helicopter rides you know just uh, it's just just do their own thing they know it's a really safe environment and um yeah it's fantastic for families
0: okay last year you guys attempted a world record with the nutbush most number of people doing the nutbush city limits dance
1: uh, yeah, here yeah, we did. We have we have a couple of uh, really fun crowd participation activities uh during the event to get the crowd uh, pumped up and in the mood and having a bit of fun so uh yeah so last year we decided we would try and break the world record for the biggest nutbush dance nutbush city limits that Tina Turner song and everybody knows that dance and loves that dance so we uh, we uh, we got about oh, close to 1800 people all doing the nutbush dance together it was fully certified by the Guinness Book of Records and you know we broke you know we met all the various criteria so it was fantastic and uh, people had a lot of fun they to dance it for five, a minimum of five minutes non-stop to qualify for the record so uh it was all done on our sort of second stage d with a big dj blasting out the music and uh, so it was so much fun and people want to do it again so this year we're coming back for more we want to break our own record and we're going to up the ante a bit so we're going to have it sung by a live uh a live band on stage we'll have a tina turner impersonator singing and uh we're going to broadcast it all up on the big screens in the concert area so we're really uh, really going to be Going to be a lot of fun for people to be involved with, and all the money we raise from from doing that goes to the uh, Royal Flying Doctor Service, who are our who are our uh, charity partner for the event. Yeah
0: the town of itself, Birdsville, is got a small population. I think it's a, it's around about the hundred mark. It must be awesome when the the population suddenly grows from about a hundred odd people in town to thousands.
1: Yeah, it's amazing sight. Uh, you know, you just see them rolling into town, and they just keep rolling in and rolling in, and you know, it uh, it goes from sort of uh, 100 to 10,000, <laughs> virtually, but uh, you know, luckily the way we've got the concert structured, people can roll into the concert site, the big red, over sort of a three-day period. So people tend to roll. Into town, they might stay a night, or they might just uh, just stay for the day, pick up their tickets, and head out to Big Red. And you know, so that that sort of roll through town makes the whole numbers uh, manageable. Um, you know, to have ten thousand in fall all at the same time, you know, things would be uh, things would be pretty crowded, and they are they are very crowded as people roll through. But it's uh, manageable, and it's a great atmosphere. And uh, yeah, everybody everybody has a great time. Well,
0: I believe the people of the town and, and the um, the Shire Shire Council there just love the event, don't they?
1: Oh, they do. It's it's an amazing uh, boost, uh, not only for the town and the Diamantina Shire, but really the whole whole, uh, sort of outback area. Every little town gets, uh, gets some really great benefits. I mean, people come to this event from virtually every corner of Australia. They're coming from every town, city and region in Australia, all converging into the middle, which is just sensational you know for for uh, for all those small towns and and businesses who you know a lot of them doing very tough during times of drought and you know this year others have been affected by the flood and up in uh, up in the Queensland outback so you know it's really great to have this uh have these tourists coming through and spending their money
0: yeah I think this year it's going to be a little bit different to to perhaps previous years because of the flood waters that have been through I've been looking at some um uh, satellite photos recently and it's going to be a, a different experience as well just traveling there and and seeing the, the countryside isn't
1: it oh yeah it's going to be amazing there there was uh, yeah widespread uh you know widespread flooding right throughout the outback from uh, two different sort of uh rain events one in february uh, a huge huge uh, rain event up there in in february and also um cyclone trevor uh that passed through uh, all the floodwaters from that are now making their way down south to uh, to Lake Eyre. So not only is all of the outback going to be uh, green, and we're going to see the wildflowers and and all of that, but uh, you know those lucky enough to get down to Lake Eyre or do a uh, do a flight over Lake Eyre are going to see uh, Lake Eyre uh, probably it's at its highest level since it's been uh, since 1974. So. You know, if, if there's ever a year to get to the outback and, and, and see it like it is, it's, it's this year. I mean, there are quite a few roads closed still at the moment, but they'll, uh, they'll all be opening up over the next uh, couple of weeks. And uh, you know, certainly by July, by the time Big Red Bash comes around, access will be fine. And, uh, you know, people are, people are in uh, in for a real, a real treat when they, when they uh, head out back. Luckily, out of Big Red, where the concert is, we haven't had uh, too much uh, rain or, or water impacting out there, so we've uh, you know still got a bit of dust to keep that outback spirit happening out at the event.
0: Uh, there's nothing like a little <laughs> bit of dust, is there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can't go home from the outback without a bit of dust. <laughs> uh, Greg, um, what
0: with people who are, are going to be travelling uh, out to the Big Red Bash this year, are there any little tips or tricks or suggestions you would make uh, on their journey to or from the bash?
1: Oh, look, we, we tend to uh, just advise people about um, you know the safe driving elements in the outback a lot of people who may not have been to the outback uh, before um, you know need to need to drive uh, cautiously could be single lane bitumen with big trucks traveling on them so you've got to pull over for the trucks and there could be soft edges Um, you know you've got driving at night when there's a lot of wildlife around kangaroos and so forth and uh, black cows wandering onto the road so one of the biggest things we really uh, try and impress on people is to uh, not to be in a hurry to allow yourself plenty of time, add an extra day to your itinerary, and just uh, just cruise along. Plan more stops. You know, have rest breaks. There'll be a lot of people travelling on the roads at that time, uh, so it will be busy. So, and you know, look, we we just uh, we just want to see everybody get out to the event safely and get back home safely. So, so that's one of our biggest things, and obviously being prepared. You know, having your vehicles prepared, having your vans prepared uh, for those outback conditions. Um, there's lots of different. Things that you can do to uh, to make sure um, you know, make sure you're well prepared.
0: All right, look, Greg. I want to thank you for your time today, and I sure the bash will be a a great time again, yet again this year. So uh, all the best, and hope to talk to you again soon.
1: Thanks, Shane. We can't uh, wait. Looking
0: forward to July. All the best, Greg, and to everyone who are travelling to the Big Red Bash this year. In the spotlight is a segment where we feature a region a town, somewhere to stay, or an event. In this episode, it's an event. Jason from Caravan in Queensland Queensland's here with me to tell us about what's in store for us at the 2019 Caravan Camping and Touring
2: Super Show. G'day, Jason. G'day, Shane. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Yourself? I'm very good. Very good. As, as, as good as I can be in the week leading into the, um, the biggest caravanning event in Queensland.
0: Yeah, I'll bet you've got your, not roller skates on, but jet boots on. Yes, I do. <laughs>
2: I need one of those hoverboards.
0: Yes, just be careful when you're charging it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this is the 51st show.
2: When's it starting and finishing, Joyce? Yeah, mate, it's our, like you said, it's our 51st caravan show. It starts in Brisbane on the 5th of June. And it runs through until Monday the tenth. Um, it's at the Brisbane Showgrounds. Most people would know it as the the RNA Showgrounds.
0: Okay. So roughly, how many exhibitors in total are displaying this year?
2: Yeah, this year we've got around about two hundred and fifty. Um, that that could creep up as well. We've got, um, you know, we're we're a week away from opening, so there's always um, we always get interest from people um, in that last week, smaller guys. But yeah, we're we're looking at um, it'll be just over two hundred and fifty in total, which is quite quite a number.
0: Yeah, I can imagine a lot of planning and uh, organising to get get all that happening. Yes, so. Mate. So, how many different caravan brands you
2: think will be there? Uh, you car. When you when you talk about brands, you you know you could look at um, you look at caravans, motorhomes, um, camper trailers, tent trailers. Um, you. There would be over sixty individual brands on display. This, this without a doubt, is is the the, the biggest show in Queensland and the only show we're going to see every single major brand on display. It's a great opportunity for people to come and compare, um, you know, every every single brand. It's a bit bit mind boggling.
0: Okay, there'll also be like um, accessories for for people that are into caravaning and camping as well, won't there?
2: Yeah, definitely, mate. So, car- caravaning and camping accessories. There's there's four by four accessories, towing accessories. There's so every, everything that you can imagine you re- you would require to to get yourself set up um, to 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 get out get out on the road and start caravaning. You'll find it at, at this event.
0: But there's also more than just products to buy. There's also good areas to get uh, information, like in the tourism
2: pavilion. Yeah, there are There's some wonderful people working up in there as well. I hear it's um, it's, um, it's it's yeah, You can come to the show. You can not only look at the products, but then you can speak to um, tour operators and caravan parks and, and um, regional tour people from regional tourist areas within Queensland and also across across the country and other areas. So you can you can start planning your trip while you're at the show.
0: That's right. That's where we'll be. We'll be on the Caravan in Queensland stand.
2: The greatest stand in the show, I hear. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so mate, what what's new this year, perhaps
2: from last year? So this year the, the Brisbane Showgrounds we're we're fortunate in that they are they're redeveloping it. So they're um so each each year we we're, we're provided with a different footprint, so we have to we have to move, move the show, alter the show to, to make room for new buildings or new areas. So, so the show itself um, will look different and it's um, a different layout. We've got a new, a new building with um, a couple of new levels. Um, so that, that in itself will, you know, people will walk in there and get a different feel because it, it has changed. Um, but then we do have some other um, new introductions this year. So we've changed, changed the format of some of our educational sessions. We normally um, we run seminars each year. Well, we've taken a different approach to that this year. So instead of conducting seminars in a, uh, in a room, we're moving them outside, and we're having uh, more interactive and educational type displays. So, a, a cooking area, which which also has outdoor um, outdoor educational speakers, so people talking about solar as well. Then we've got a, a weights and a towing masterclass area. So, we have um, experts in their field who are who will, will walk you through what it means to to set up your tow vehicle um, properly. And uh, and and safely, and how to how to distribute the weight appropriately through your van and your vehicle.
0: Oh, excellent! That's that's always important. Being oh, safe yeah. when you're travelling on the road.
2: That's it, mate. Yep.
0: Okay, so now I believe you can buy tickets beforehand. Uh, what what's the
2: advantage in doing that? So with you, you you buy your tickets um, through our through our website so through caravanqld.com.au and just follow follow the links when you get on there. but some um, the, the benefit for buying your tickets beforehand well you won't have to queue that's one thing but some um, you actually get free train travel with that ticket as well. so that is travel um, for free on any city train network within the southeast Queensland area so that's um, you know you can travel up from the Gold Coast direct into the showgrounds or the sunshine coast even as far as Ipswich Rosewood you know get jump on a train and it takes you straight into the showgrounds it's really convenient you, you miss all the traffic miss all that city driving and um and um all you need to do is change trains in the city at central or roma street and um get on the the free loop service oh that's that's a great idea and that makes it's it the best fun. way to come to best way to come to the show, mate. Don't um, you know? There's there's limited parking in the area, and this is just so convenient.
0: Absolutely, and particularly if, if you're coming from say, as you mentioned, the Gold Coast or the Sunshine Coast or out of Ipswich Way. What a great way to, to, to spend your day! Traveling on the train, do the show, and back home again without any hassles.
2: Yeah, I mean, we do it. We do it ourselves as a family. If we've got an event that we need to go to in in town, we'll drive and park at one of the one of the outer stations on the line, and um, just jump on a train. And within 10, 15 minutes, you're right in there. It's great. And and yeah, like we said, that that travel comes free with your with your ticket, with your entry ticket.
0: So, because there's only limited parking, we, we're really wanting to encourage people to to use this this great. Benefit of pre-buying your tickets and and getting the train in so that you haven't got the hassle of finding somewhere to park. Exactly,
2: it's the way to go.
0: Okay, so um, what, what
2: have we got lined up for the kids? So the kids, um, we've got some on the weekend. So Saturday and Sunday, we've um, our, our friends at CIL Insurance are presenting a um, a camping kids zone, which which will have a uh, an indoor ninja obstacle course. So. Ah, uh, the kids can get in there and um, and and tackle this, tackle this obstacle course, and it gets them active. we We're trying to with with our kids' activities, we like to like to get kids active and and moving and tie them out for their parents so they get home and go to bed. <laughs> Speaking from experience, we've yes. also got a um a rock wall. Um, which uh, the kids can um, can try and master uh, again that 's on the Saturday and Sunday and then also for the little kids there's a face painting so there's there 's plenty for them to do when they come to the show, which is always always a good thing to keep the kids entertained
0: yeah it 's a funny thing about that face painting, but i 've seen some rather large kids have their face painted as well at
2: the shows. Yes, I think so. So have I. You may see someone on the caravan in Queensland stand with a, with a face paint. I don't know, I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, well, I'll keep my eye out. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, now, those who know me, and, and and you probably will attest to this, I do get hungry at these shows.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, so is there going to be good food there for us?
2: Now that I mentioned before the redevelopment of the showground so what what that has meant as part, part of this redevelop the redevelopment they've um, there's this street which runs which is adjacent to the showground. It's called King Street. Now, it is lined with some of the best restaurants, bars, takeaways, cafes in Brisbane. So that is literally, at that's at one of the gates. You walk out gate two and you're on King Street with a, with a, a choice of um, everything from... From world class French dining through to Mexican and burgers, and it's fantastic. So that's outside the show, literally right next door. But inside the show, we've got some um, little food courts set up in different areas where you can, your, your typical food trucks. So you can get in everything from a from a slow cooked pulled pork roll right through to a through to a pizza or, or burgers. Or there's, there's there's so much choice. So you're not going to go hungry, Shane.
0: Oh, that, that's that's good to know. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate just that. Organised the test for you, mate. Y- y- yeah, right. Good on you. Thanks. You'll keep. Um, yeah, we co- usually have a competition with with a great prize each year. What, what's in store for us this year at the 2019 show?
2: Yeah, so this year we're very fortunate to have our our friends at Jaco have um, have come on board with us, and um, we are giving away. A, um, it's Jaco's first ever hybrid camper, so it's a Jaco Cross Track um, a, a hybrid camper. It's valued at um, just under thirty-seven thousand dollars. Yeah, so one one lucky one lucky winner will um, will uh, be walking away with that prize, which is fantastic. So we're very uh, very excited about that, and um, really appreciate the support from um, from our, our mates down at Jaco.
0: Okay, I assume that'll be on display somewhere in the show?
2: Yeah, it will. So um, in the the Royal um, International Convention Centre, so upstairs, that's Jaco's stand, stand 520, you'll be able to go and have a look at the, um, the prize that's, um, that you could win. And Shane, you can't put an entry in because I, I hear that you're working, so I'm sorry.
0: Oh, that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. I'll, I'll <laughs> let you off this time.
2: <laughs> we do have so that's the first prize. Second prize, Dometic have given us a, a getaway pack um, with uh, with a fridge and um, an ice box, and um, third prize, um, Ingenia Holidays have given us an accommodation voucher. So um, so there's there's three three, um, three different prizes there, ranging in value. But um, come along and, and when you um when you when you come to the show, as you enter, every every person that enters the show will get a passport. It's called the Passport to Freedom. And um, you need to um, follow the instructions on that passport and visit the six different locations around the show. Um, And um, there'll be there's a secret code word at each at each of the six locations. You record that on the passport, complete your entry details, and drop it in the barrel at one of the um, one of the exit points, and you're in the running.
0: Excellent. I'm sure there'll be heaps of people walking around with the passport in their hand, looking for that secret code word.
2: They will, mate.
0: Okay, so, Jason, it's just you and me now, just mm. having a chat. No one's Hi. listening.
3: Yep.
2: Can you give me a scoop? A scoop? Ooh. Let me think. Should I say anything about this? All right, only because it's you and me. So um, you might recall last year we, um, we, we had a little project where we um, – wanted to do something something special for our fiftieth caravan show, which was last year, and um, yeah, came, we came up with the idea to build something, um, well, to build a caravan out of Lego bricks. Yes, yes. Now I we did have Seen that? Yeah, we 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 are um, we actually building it at last year's show, and um, we um, we finished it. So it's it hasn't been on public display um, since. Um, in its completed state so I can tell you right now we're going to be bringing the fully completed um, Lego it's a full full-size caravan made out of Lego bricks it'll be on display in the tourism building at um, at the show this year and um, it'll be proudly displaying its official Guinness world Records certificate which was awarded late last year so so there's your skip right? oh sensational well,
0: that, that's definitely something everybody will want to go and have a look at yes, at this I year's really. show.
2: So that's uh, in a tourism building, mate.
0: Right? Excellent. Look forward to seeing that. Well, Jason, um, I can tell by uh, the noises in the background, you're a very busy man. I want to thank you for your time this morning and filling us all in on what's happening at the 2019 Caravan Camping and Touring Super Show at the Brisbane Showgrounds from the 5th of June. So, yeah. Um, Look forward to seeing you there, and thanks very much for your time. I'll let you I'll get back dead. to it.
2: Yep, thanks, Shane. Good to talk to you, mate.
0: Welcome to Cook Up. We're about to chat with Jodie, and she's going to tell us about one of her favourite uh, dessert recipes. Over to you, Jody.
3: Hey, Shane. Thanks for having me on your very first episode. Here is my Cheats apple crumble. I've done this so many different ways, in the microwave, various ovens, and on the fire choose your favorite way and let's get on with it first of all we mix together in a cooking dish of your choice a can of pie apple i tend to use the small one but you can use the large one if you wish you'll just have to double the recipe mix with your pie apple 2 tablespoons of sugar and 1 tablespoon of nutmeg i often add sultanas or dried cranberries for something a bit different but that's just a personal thing. Once you've done that, it's just a matter of putting the topping together. So six plain biscuits. I use malt, but you can use butternut. Basically, whatever is your favourite. Add two tablespoons of quick oats, two tablespoons of brown sugar, two Wheat Bix. Crush that all up with a teaspoon of nutmeg and cinnamon or allspice if that's all you've got crush it well sprinkle it on top of the apple and you're basically ready to go so that can sit there all day if need be and you just drag it out when it's time to cook the only thing you need to add is four tablespoons of butter or margarine melted just pour that on top of the crumble and into your oven About 30 minutes at 180 or until the top's golden brown. Now we tend to serve it with custard cream or ice cream and I even use this recipe at home if I ever need to whip up a really quick dessert. But I really love this recipe because it takes 10 minutes to prepare and people rave about it. And if you've got more time, you can jazz it up. If you want to give it a go, you'll find a copy of the recipe on our website, adventuresontheroad.com.au. Lastly, hope you enjoy. Back to you, Shane.
0: What's new? In this episode, it's Glass on the Grass. Well, hi, everyone. I've got something a little bit out of the ordinary for you today on our podcast. A new product that I saw when I was in Sydney at the Sydney show uh, last month. And I thought it was a very interesting product and I wanted to get the people on that are responsible for this product to have a chat to us and enlighten you about Glass on the Grass. And I'm talking to Lee. How are you, Lee?
4: I'm great, Shane. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. That's good.
4: Congratulations on getting uh, Adventures on the Road up and running.
0: Thank you for that. And... Uh, I just can't wait for us to have a bit of a chat and talk about Glass on the Grass. Tell us a little bit about you and how you got to where we are today.
4: So I guess it's a a partnership. So my partner, Stephen, um, and I are real outdoor people. We love adventure, travelling, like most of your listeners, I am sure. And uh, we also enjoy... A glass of wine. We don't drink a lot, but when we do enjoy a glass of wine, we like to drink it out of a real glass. I guess we're a little bit traditional in that sense, but uh, love love winemakers that make great wine and um, want to respect their, their drop. I guess.
0: Don't
4: we um, all? <laughs> so my uh, Stephen is an industrial designer by trade, and one of those born problem solvers that's always solving everyone else's problems. And um, I'm uh, I'm the people person with the sales and marketing background. What
0: is glass on the grass
4: well glass on the grass i'll tell you how it was born i think and then i'll show you what it is so glass on the grass uh, was really born out of uh an experience we had one of many but where we sought wine at a picnic um we were actually the, at a festival um one of those grown-up festivals where you're allowed to have a bottle of wine mm-hmm. and um all of our glasses one after the other fell to the ground and um stephen being that pro- born problem solver said i'm going to solve this problem and not only am I going to solve this problem, but I'm going to create something you can stick in the back pocket of a pair of jeans that people will actually use to put on their glass so that it doesn't fall over. So it's a simple idea. It's a wine coaster that you slide onto to the base of a real wine glass or a plastic wine glass to stabilise it so you can put your glass down anywhere.
0: It, it does look really good. And it does work because I've tried it. <laughs>
4: And we absolutely invented this because we like to drink a glass of wine outdoors. They work a treat on the social too.
0: I have tried it and it, 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 I'm amazed how stable it is. Um, it's a really, really clever design. And it's obviously answering a problem and a need for anybody that has to use a wine glass. Or
4: wants to use a wine
0: glass. Where's it made? The big question. Where's the big question.
4: The big question is: we actually make these in Australia. Now, that wasn't an easy decision, um, and it hasn't been an easy road for us. Um, we backed this ourselves. We don't have any big backers. We're a, a duo team, husband and wife team, um, and we did make the decision to make it in Australia. A lot of our development, we needed to go offshore for our development of our tooling, but we made the investment to bring all that tooling back to Australia people thought we were crazy, but um, we love the idea that we do make it in Australia and we actually make it in the Northern beaches of Sydney. Absolutely Australian made. And um, we're really proud of that too. And it's, it's, as I said, it's not an easy thing to, to make things in Australia. Um, but we thought it was important to do, and to be honest, too, it gives us that flexibility. We don't want to be jumping on a plane every time we need to go and check things. We'd rather spend our weekends doing adventurous things, but, you know, rather than jumping on a plane and visiting factories in other countries.
0: Lee, obviously you have it available uh, online through your, your website, is that correct?
4: We do, glassonthegrass.com. Now,
0: we'll, we'll have links uh, for the website on our website, uh, podcast description, Facebook page, and our web our website as well. Uh, Thank so you for anybody, that. I
4: appreciate that.
0: For everyone out there who wants uh, to find out about this great product, they'll be able to go directly uh, to your website. Um, do, you, do you have any, any stockers other than buying it from online?
4: We do, and we really love our stockers too. Although we want to be available online for everybody and encourage people to go online and look at our website and buy from us, We also are really um, valued and and are very um, fortunate to have some great stockists. We're in quite a few wineries. Um, We're in lots of giftware stores around the country, right from Tasmania up to Broome and everywhere in between. Are there any other products that you've
0: got in the background that you might be letting out soon?
4: Just done a soft launch and, and just about to have that up and live and running of Glass on the Boat, which um has come from a popular demand I guess from Glass on the Grass and it's the same product but with a non slip base for boating. So you can take those uh glasses of wine on the boat. Uh, we've also um because of lots of requests have a glow in the dark version. Sometimes when you're having a glass of wine late at night outdoors and um they're both uh available now on our website and um, We've just launched both of those. And the last one, which is in prototype stage and almost tooling stage at the moment, is a product which I won't tell you the name just yet, but it is to stabilise cans, cups, glasses, bottles that don't have stem.
0: Ooh. That sounds interesting. It does sound
4: interesting. And uh, I, I tell you, if I had a dollar already for all the people that have bought Glass on the Grass for their wine-loving partners but say, what about me? Well, this is the what about me.
0: Okay. How far away do you think you are from launching Look, that? if
4: we had the uh, the money today, it would be today. Uh, so we're just sort of, yeah, just looking at our funding to see, but uh, in the very, very near future. Stay tuned for that one. All righty.
0: Well, we. Uh, I'm, I was really impressed when I saw Glass on the Grass. It, it, is, the it is, it is, it is. People say
4: so they think they've heard it I, before.
0: I, I'll have to be careful after I've had That's a couple. True. Glass on the Grass. It, it's, it's, it's a simple thing, but it just would make life so much easier when you're out caravaning, camping, picnicking on the boat, um, sitting at home in the backyard. It would just make things so much easier to use your glass on the glass on a grass product so <laughs> everyone you need to go to the website glass well lee i want to thank you for your time
4: oh look thank you and look i let you all in on a little secret at the moment we've got free shipping online and uh, which is awesome and great but if any of the podcast listeners if you use the coupon code if you're familiar with how that works camping you'll always get free shipping
0: okay so there's a there's a bit of a scoop and an exclusive for you our podcast listeners when you need to buy your products from Glass on the Grass use camping at the checkout on the coupon code. Lee thanks very much. It was great chatting with you.
4: Oh look, thanks Shane. We really appreciate that. Uh, it's great with a little small business like ours. It's wonderful to get out there. So thank you. We really appreciate it. And lovely to meet you all in uh, on the road, I hope.
0: Absolutely with with our glass of wine in our glass on a grass, enjoying it all. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Well, we hope you enjoyed our first episode. In the next episode, we will have a Caravanning with Kids theme, as well as our usual segments. Adventures on the Road would like to thank our sponsors, Caravanning Queensland, On the Road Magazine, Family Parks, What's Up Down Under, and The Big Red Bash. Don't forget to visit our Facebook page and website, adventuresontheroad.com.au, for more information and links to our sponsors' websites. We look forward to you coming along with us on our next episode of Adventures on the Road. Until next time, I'm Shane. Have a safe journey.